0: Turning God's word, please, to the Psalms and to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. It's a very well known Psalm. Maybe as we read the Psalm, we can read it together. It's quite a short Psalm. It's good for us to read the Word of God out loud. Let's read together then from the first verse. We'll read the whole psalm together. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let's ask the Lord's help as we consider his word this morning. Lord, we do give thee thanks for thy mercy and thy grace. We give thee thanks for thy word and for the comfort that it brings. We give thee thanks, O Lord, for the comfort that thou dost give. We pray, O Lord, this morning as we consider this psalm. That thou, Lord, would be glorified and that we might be blessed. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to consider with you and present to you this morning this wealth of truth. Is a collection of six verses here in this psalm, well-known verses, of course, which many could perhaps recite from memory, but it's a, a profusion of riches. A treasure of truth, treasure trove of truth, found in Psalm 23. The 23rd Psalm, as I say, is well known, very well known. Many here this morning would be able to recite it. But this morning I want to consider it again. Any part of scripture which provides a, a resource of, of encouragement, of comfort, of strength to go on, is one we should often come back to. And Psalm 23, of course, is a psalm which many have preached on before and many will preach on again. A psalm which we have, even ourselves, perhaps uh, many times considered and read on our own and meditated upon and found great comfort in it. But if that is the case, then that is all the more reason to come back to it again and again. It is there for that reason. The Lord's day is set apart for the worship of the Lord, but it is also set apart for spiritual refreshment, For the rejuvenation of the soul. And many are the toils of life. Some difficulties we come across. Cares which we strive against. And that strive against us. And against our faith. But in the word of God we find still many more places than that. Such as this one. Where we find a, a balm as it were. For our wounds. There are such sweet words. Such delightful words. Full of peace that passes all understanding. And so this psalm is a gift to the Christian. It's a psalm of great comfort. It's a psalm of simplicity. And each one of the people of God would do well to to read it, to dwell upon it, to memorize it, to recite it to themselves. Uh, of course, I must stress the point that this great trove, this, as it were, casket of treasures is claimable only by those who are in Christ, the people of the Lord. Those who have put their faith and trust in this good shepherd. We read from John in chapter 10 earlier. And there the Lord Jesus Christ made clear that he is the good shepherd. He is the one who giveth his life for the sheep. The door of the sheep he is. All that ever came before him were thieves and robbers. But the Lord Jesus Christ, it is he of whom the psalm speaks. So this, this verse, these verses here, these six verses... They contain a wealth of blessing that is received with Christ. And if you have not received Christ, then you cannot receive these verses. Because they come with him. They are speaking of him. And so that is a thing we must consider at the very outset. And this morning, as we consider this, this psalm, I'm departing from my normal way of preaching. It is more of a devotional sermon this morning something that is to be a comfort to our souls. For this, this psalm is here in, this, in the word of God for that purpose. These verses contain a wealth of the blessing that is received with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so all of us this morning who have known him, who have called out to him, who have experienced his grace, who know his saving power, can come to this psalm and receive its comfort. If not, then... The comforts of this psalm are not for you. They are forbidden to you. You cannot understand them. You cannot know the truth of them. They are the experience only of the Christian. But I want to consider them this morning, as I say, and draw draw out the truth of them. In doing so, as I say, we want to take this psalm very straightforwardly, just verse by verse, as I believe is best for considering whole psalms, really, because they are a flow of consciousness, they're a flow of thought written by the psalmist. They are written by a, a person who was dwelling upon the goodness of the Lord or some other thought in other psalms. And so they are expressing the meditation of their heart by inspiration, of course, of the Holy Spirit. And too often we rush through psalms and we try to make them too much of a, a logical consideration especially well-known psalms. But every word is placed here with care and with purpose by the Holy Spirit. Let's remember that. And so as we consider and thoughtfully consider these words this morning, let us keep these things in mind. The first verse then, here we read the words, The Lord is my shepherd. we can immediately stop there and consider those words. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is this of whom the verse speaks? The Lord is what it says. What is meant by the Lord? Who is it? The Lord stands there, those two words, the Lord, stands there in the place of the name of God, the name Jehovah. The Lord is the Almighty God, He that will always be, He that is, and He that ever was, the God of heaven, the creator of the ends of the earth, All that exists, exists because he has made it. And because he upholds it by the word of his power. He is God. He is the holy one. He is the almighty one. The just, the righteous, the true. The only one who is good. The eternal. The infinite. The unchangeable one. As he proclaimed to Moses on the mount... Uh, And this is actually part of the passage I want to consider this evening. But in Exodus 34, in verses 6 to 8, when the Lord uh, caused his goodness to go before Moses and hid Moses in the cleft of the rock with his hand, allowed Moses to see his back parts because Moses was craving to see the glory of God and asked the Lord that he might see his glory. The Lord said he would cause his goodness to pass before him and he would see his back parts. And as the Lord passed by, we read in verses 6 to 8 of chapter 34 of Exodus, we see these words. And as the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children upon, and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. This is the Lord, the great God of heaven. But here in this verse, we find that the Christian claims this great Lord as his shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. What a great truth that is. The Lord himself is the shepherd of the Christian. The Lord himself is my shepherd. What a wonderful thing that is. What a wonderful thing because of what a shepherd is. A shepherd is one who guards. A one who protects the sheep. A shepherd is one who protects the sheep from external uh, threats, of course. But more often, the shepherd has to protect the sheep from their own foolishness. The sheep of this good shepherd are hugely benefited. They are guided. They are led. We read from Isaiah 40. And it said there that the Lord would lead his sheep. That he would look after those lambs in his bosom. The sheep of this good shepherd then are hugely benefited, hugely blessed, because the Lord is their shepherd. A shepherd in his guarding and guiding of the sheep might well make a mistake. He might lead his sheep into danger. He might lose track of a sheep. A sheep might wander off. But this shepherd, if you are the Lord's this morning, your shepherd, is the Lord himself. He will lose none of his sheep, he will guide them right. You'll guard them, true. No danger will befall them. They are safe. Is that not what the verse says? The Lord is my shepherd, and therefore I shall not want. I shall not be in want. I shall need or lack for nothing. That is to my good. The Lord is my shepherd. This is true. This. The the sheep of this good shepherd enjoy all the protection, all the comfort, all the guidance that the shepherd gives. The sheep of this good shepherd are, we find in verse 2, made to lie down in green pastures. They are led beside the still waters. What peace the Christian has. And you, this morning, if you're Christ's, if you know the Lord Jesus, you have perfect peace. Though you may have trials, though you may have troubles... Though you may have pain, perhaps find it difficult to do the basic things of life even. Though you might have all of those tribulations in your life. Stresses and pains and strains and anxieties and worries and pressure and heartache. And yet in your heart there is peace. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. If you're resting in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross, he being the good shepherd that gave his life for the sheep, then this peace is yours. It's given to you that you might lie down in green pastures and be led beside still waters. What a picture of peace that is. Green pastures, still waters. The things of this world come in from every angle you are at peace the world around you may be in turmoil yet you have still waters how often do you avail yourself of those how often do you come to the lord seeking that peace when your heart is in turmoil when you're worried about the future when you are full of anxiety and worry How often do you then come to the Lord Jesus Christ and say to him, Lord, you are my good shepherd. Lead me beside still waters and green pastures? Others in this world, they will look for satisfaction in the things of the the world. They look for peace in the things of the world. They look for solutions to their problems, to their worries, to their stresses and strains. In what they can do. But you have green pastures, in which you are caused to lie down in peace if you come to the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And you may object that sometimes you fail, sometimes you fall. Sometimes in your life, you know you are the Lord's, but yet sometimes in life, things just come down upon your head. And you say, like the psalmist in another place, all of thy billows have gone over my head. As if you are drowning in the ocean. And you fall. And you fail. And anxiety and worry do get the better of you. You don't know the closeness of the shepherd. The sins which so easily beset you come in again and again and corrupt. And cause you to doubt yourself. Cause you to doubt your salvation. Cause you to doubt your shepherd. And our hearts become taken up with the world's issues. And we worry about what's going on in the world. We worry about what's going on in our lives. We worry about the future. And when you sin against the Lord and you, you falter in your walk with him. And you think, well, the Lord will not be my shepherd anymore. I've wandered away. But yet here again we find a healing balm. For here in verse 3, he says, the psalmist, he restoreth my soul. <laughs> and so often we do fail as Christians. So often we do falter in sin and we seek to walk, we seek to do well, we seek to please God, we seek to do what we consider to be our duty, but we are cursed by the sin that is in our lives and it so easily and quickly besets us and so quickly we can fall, just like a sheep might, but at such times the good shepherd comes and with his tender hand restoreth my soul. Not only does he restore my soul, but more than that, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. His preserving hand will keep me from falling. Unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. He leads us in paths of righteousness. He will go ahead. He'll show you how to walk, where to stand, show you where there is sure footing. But why? For his name's sake. He does it because of his own name's sake. He will not allow his name to be tarnished. He will not allow his enemies to look at our plight, look at our blindness, our constant failing, and say, see how that shepherd Does not look after his sheep. See how he neglects them. See how he allows them to wander. He allows them to fall. He allows them to die. No he won't allow that to happen. For the sake of his name. For the sake of his reputation. He will lead me in the paths of righteousness. All throughout the Christian's life. The good shepherd will lead. He will constantly restore the souls of his people. He will protect he will guide. Though we fall, we shall not utterly be cast down. For the Lord himself will raise us up. He restoreth my soul. What a promise that is. What a fact and truth that is to consider. He will cause us to rest in those green pastures for seasons, for times, beside still waters. And then sometimes when, uh, uh, when we fail, he will restore us lovingly and lead us again into those paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is what a Christian's life entails. The constant presence and blessing of God. And yes, we may wonder, we may require that restoration, but the restoration is promised. But then what of the end of the Christian life? The valley of the shadow of death looms ahead. We must go through it. We must come to that day when we must die. Our life will be at an end. What of that valley of the shadow of death? What does verse 4 says? say? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a blessing that is then. And often in life we come through parts and, uh, and seasons in our lives where we Feel that we, as though we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Death looms. Death draws near, it feels. And there will come a day when death does really draw near. The Christian will fear no evil. Even though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death. Why though? Why no fear? The Christian can say, I will fear no evil. Surely this place, this valley of the shadow of death, is a place that should be feared. Even the very name of it. We go forth into the unknown. We go into a time of difficulty, of trial in our lives. Or we go into death itself. And we leave behind the body and the body dies. That is a fearful thing. Surely. But why doesn't the Christian fear? here is his answer. For thou art with me because my good shepherd is with me. The Christian does not fear because the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, goes with the Christian. The Christian is never abandoned, never alone. He's protected by the rod of the shepherd, that which keeps the predators at bay, comforted by the staff which guides the sheep. And so the Christian enters the valley of the shadow of death, those hours fearful for many leading up to death are not rushed. Those difficulties, those times in life when all seems to be at an end. They're not rushed through, nor they shied away from by the Christian. The Christian walks through that valley at a steady pace. The good shepherd comforts. There's no need for fear. What a blessing that is for the Christian. That even in death or the shadow of death, there is no fear. Or even in death, or the shadow of death, the shepherd is near. And then the valley is gone into the past. And the Christian's eyes are opened to behold all that the Lord has made ready for him. A table prepared in spite of all the enemies that have beset the believer around. That is set before the Christian. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Christian passes through the difficulty. The Christian passes through death itself. And into the wonderful presence of God himself. From the darkness of the world where the glory of the Lord is veiled. Into the very presence of the Almighty to behold his glory. And as the face of Moses shone with the reflected effulgence of the Lord's back parts. So we shall shine. We shall see him face to face and shine forth ourselves of the reflection of his refulgent countenance. There in his presence, every comfort, every need, every desire is fulfilled. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. The Christian has all he needs in the Lord Jesus Christ, his good shepherd. In that place that is prepared, At that table that is set for you, you will find the all-sufficiency of Christ. The table is prepared, it is set, it is full, it is laden with provisions, with comforts, with luxuries. The table speaks of Christ himself. We will have all in him. Every tear will be wiped from the eye. No more pain. There will be no more (coughs) separation from him. It says here, Thou anointest my head with oil, signifying the favor and the grace, the love and the blessing of the Lord upon the Christian. That the Lord welcomes us into his presence. That he delights to be with us, to dwell with us, for us to dwell with him. The Christian comes for the final time. Into the presence of God, cleansed of the grime, of the dirt of this world which has besmirched us. The sin which has beset us is gone forever. We're cleansed of all of that. We're anointed with fresh oil. The Christian's fragrance then is sweet. And then his cup is filled. The joy of the Christian, when he comes into that place, when he comes into the presence of the Lord. The cup speaks of the joy that will be ours in that day. Our cups shall run over. Our joy will be fulfilled. Our joy will not be able to be contained. It runs over. And so we shall burst forth into this final verse of this psalm, which is almost a summary. Of the Christian life. A psalm to the glory and honour and worship of the Lord. We've entered into the house of the Lord. There to dwell for all eternity. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a blessing. Entering into the house of the Lord. Into the dwelling place of God. To dwell with him. That he should dwell with us. That he should be our God. And we shall be to him a people. And so we come to that last verse, a summary of the life of the Christian. It should be a thing that is meditated upon by the believer and recited to ourselves. Let us recite it to ourselves. Surely, goodness, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It sums up the blessings of the believer. It sums up the blessings of the believer. As to what we enjoy in this life. And what we have to come. Goodness and mercy will follow the believer, the Christian throughout their life. Yes, there will be difficulties. There will be hardships. There will be temptations and trials. And there will be things hard to be understood. And why am I going through this? But yet through all of those things goodness and mercy of the Lord will follow us because he is the good shepherd. And then after death we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where Christ himself will wipe away all tears from our eyes and there will be no more pain. There will be no more death. Who usher us into heavenly comfort such as will cause all previous suffering in this world to pale into insignificance. What a wonder that is. What a blessing that is. What great things the believer has from the Lord. Eye hath not seen, nor ear heard. Neither hath it entered into the heart of man what things the Lord hath prepared for them that love him. But the Spirit of the Lord hath revealed them. And here the Lord by his Spirit reveals them to us. This psalm is very simple. And I haven't done anything complicated this morning to try and explain it. I just wanted again to bring it to your attention, to my own attention, how the Lord is so good to us, how the Lord is so kind, how he is so gentle, how although we fail him time and time again, he restores our soul and throughout all of life goodness and mercy will follow us until at last we are brought into the house of the Lord there to dwell forever. Let us consider what a blessing that is. Let's meditate upon these words. But the question must come again as I, I, I said at the beginning have you believed Do you know this good shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd, is the very first verse. Can you say that? Is the Lord your shepherd? These verses, all the blessings which I've tried and failed really to communicate, because I can't conceive of them myself, let alone communicate them. All of these blessings, all of this wonder, is for the one who is Christ's. Are you Christ's this morning? When you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, will you have the comfort of the Lord? Or will you fear? Have you believed? Do you know this good shepherd? Can you say the Lord is my shepherd? Do you experience his goodness and mercy? Have you thrown yourself on Christ's mercy? Come to him for forgiveness of sins. ask him to save you is he your shepherd this morning do you know the peace of God that passes all understanding you will know it if you have it you will have no pounds in death if you have it but do you have it or you go into the valley of the shadow of death in great fear or you go there without the shepherd And the believer, the Christian, comes through the valley to a table prepared to an anointing with oil, to an overflowing cup, to a dwelling place in the house of God forever. But when you go through the valley, will you have such things to look forward to? If you're not saved, if you have not believed, then you will not. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Take comfort from that verse because it shows that there is a way to come to the Father. There is a way to have your sins forgiven and to be brought through the valley of the shadow of death into the house of the Lord. But You must come to Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And the Christian this morning take comfort and encouragement from this. but sinner... Take warning. Come to Christ before it is too late. Each of us, you know the Lord, can take this psalm and let us take it, let us read it. May it come to us again with freshness and force. That each line and its meaning might be impressed upon our hearts. May it be for you, even this day and the days to come, a source of comfort and great blessing. And this is my desire, I pray the Lord will grant it through his word and by his spirit. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. May the Lord grant the blessing and comfort of his word to our souls this morning.